Oh, dude, we're fucking live? Welcome to... How come I never know when we're live? Welcome to Renegade um, Supreme. Sean's back, baby. Sean, Sean's back. Sean's here after years and years of... Year, yeah, it did feel like... I dipped into the depths for, of hell, and I came back alive. <laughs> and I've been cleansed uh, yet again. Dude, everybody from Montana is just like, Montana is in hell! We love... We love... <laughs> Montana's a good place, and the people there are good. I'm just joking. Uh, so, we're back... Guys, Renegade Supreme, we're happy you're still staying with us, being patient. All 14 We're going to try to keep these Friday uh, publish postings going. However, if that doesn't happen, that's okay. We're getting new things set up. Everyone's yeah. back on the island. Uh, you're going to listen when we post, and you're yeah. going to like it. Uh, we we officially, uh, officially, officially have adopted Jacob as an official permanent member. Yeah. Yes, uh, sir. I'm here. Rice yeah. cracker in a building. Tied. Jacob Jesus. <laughs> tied, tied with tie straps to the chair. Yeah. You know. They're jerking me off as we have a, as we're we have a We have a pellet gun to his head if he doesn't oblige there will be consequences no, this is funny he said, large consequences i said you know welcome and he was like rice cracker you know because he's asian he's filipino and then you said thai i thought you were gonna say something like thai bread like try to do another asian like not rice but thai uh like thai noodle yeah, like, the thai noodle or oh something he's got like that. that thai curry mm. <laughs> well Sean, i'm not a lady boy though welcome back sean we're glad to have you you're back. not I thought you were a lady boy. No, no, no. This whole time I thought we were. No, that's Kareem. Kareem's a lady we're boy. <laughs> Kareem is a dude. If Kareem didn't have, so if you're saying Kareem, <laughs> if Kareem. Hmm. Oh, by the way, come on down to Crud and Cream. If you don't want anybody to know who I am, which I don't know how that anything to do with you guys that listen, <laughs> you can just call me Tram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like. Who's on that? Who, who's the guys on that podcast? Oh, yeah, Rice like, Cracker? Jacob, uh, okay, yeah, Jacob, Sean, and Tram. <laughs> Tram. Yeah, but not right. like Tram. So but... Rice Cracker, what's well, me, I guess, Hungarian Sausage. Mm. Hungarian Sausage, Fucking... and then there's Philly Tea. Yeah, Philly Tea. Uh, <laughs> Tim. I thought you could, this... You could call me Big Hog. That's what my friends in high school used to call me. <laughs> I don't. I think that's a lie. I think it's that's a, a lie, me personally. It's just a, a truth, you know. <gasps> Oh, he got it out. It's, it's pointing at me. Oh. There's <laughs> So on the on the drive over to Jacob's house, so then I rode with him. What's in this stuff? <laughs> I was um What's in this iced tea? I was trying to think of something yeah. to say. Cause I'll think of like things I want to talk about and say. And I thought about talking shit to you, but like you're Hungarian, right? Dude, yeah. So you're always talking shit. I was to watching me. Seinfeld. And Kramer and Newman are playing Risk, and he's oh, on. The, I love he's, Risk. He's on the brink. Kramer's on the brink to take Ukraine, and he was like, "I'm coming. I'm gonna take Ukraine." And they're on the subway, and Newman's like, "Oh, he's starting to sweat." And he was like, <laughs> "He was like, Ukraine cannot last." And he was like, "No." And there's that U Ukrainian guy sitting by Kramer. He's looking at Newman. He goes, "Ukraine is weak. Ukraine is weak. It will fall under." <laughs> He's like, Ukraine is not weak. The random guy is like, Ukraine is not weak. And he like fought him on the subway. So I was How many about, years ago was this episode filmed? I don't know, but. Freaking predicting the future. But I thought, I, I couldn't say, because you weren't from Ukraine, so I was just going to tell you when I saw you. Hungary's right, right Hungary next to Ukraine. Hungary is weak. Hungarians are weak and small. <laughs> yeah, what do you, what do you, not have anything to eat? Uh, because you're from Hungary? Uh. <laughs> 
I'll jump off the balcony. <laughs> I just, I just jump off the balcony. Um, I have now been removed. Hungarians as a do eat a lot of money, and they are ridic- ridiculously tall. Yes, boys. Um, Are you trying to spill my tea? Huh? You spilled them. What's the tea? What's the tea? Who's the new lady? Spill it. My left hand. <laughs> my left hand. <laughs> She's got a beautiful name. My, my left, left hand. My left foot. <laughs> <laughs> the left hand got old many years ago. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got old. My dick stayed young. And it was like just unconsensual. It was a little bit, a little bit of one on one, like. Personal fucking whatever. Okay, so do we... Well, Hungarians are, they are absurdly tall, usually, like, taller, and... But yeah, there used to be a huge empire, and then then it became a small little place. Um, How many gays do you guys have over there? There's a good TikTok, like, one out of a million. Very low percentage. (laughs) Um, There's a good TikTok, though. Um, Not TikTok, fuck. There's a good... It's a TED Talk. Jesus. Oh, TikTok? Wow. Where about uh, yeah, about Hungarians and uh, how Hungarians having that one Hungarian friend is always like that one guy that uh, you got it. <laughs> I is like that one guy who's like. I don't know. I don't want to say it because then it's going to sound like I'm just bragging about myself. Okay. No, go ahead. Say it. That one we'll guy who's like kind of smart and really helpful and also really kind. And he's the tuck tuck's like, this is what Hungarians are in my life. That one Hungarian guy. That describes you. Yeah. But I'm also not from Hungary. So I'm American. America. But on my mom's side, both my grandparents are straight from Hungary. Escaping communism, kind of. That's thing. that's that's awesome, dude. Learning about like the Soviet Eastern Europe and stuff is one of my favorite things. Just mm. because Some of the coolest stuff. I am anti-communism. I'm anti-collectivism. I'm anti like that socialist idea. Yeah. But yet, I kind of wish I was like a Soviet communist like officer. <laughs> like I wish I was pulling the strings. <laughs> just like Ukraine is weak. Come here. We will feed you, and then just give them a hammer. What is this? Work to eat. <laughs> work to eat. When do we eat? Work to work to eat. The funny thing is, though, are they really pulling the strings, or is, are there not even any strings to be pulled? In it's a, the Rothschilds. In a, in a network it's like the, that. The freaking. It's it's the families, the black and the white pope, and then the red pope. Oh yeah. They're pulling the strings, man. Dude, yeah, man. that's a good question. What do you think the pope's heart is? What color is his heart on the inside? Okay. Neon orange. Neon orange. <laughs> is it? Is it? Does it look like Toys R Us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he? Yeah. He. They went straight to like Pluto to get his heart. Pluto. Speaking of that, did you remember yesterday or the other day? I mentioned, I listened to Jordan Peterson, interview this, uh, ex. Scientologist. I have never heard of a wilder like organized like religious or like really? group following it is insane wow it's so crazy it's really wild stuff what is scientology so um while we're just talking about whatever because i don't care what direction we do you want to do you want to have a topic because i have a few ideas okay you go go well i one topic idea was we could talk about action versus waiting 
Oh, dude. To take action. Because everything's just waiting for taking action or action, right? And we could talk about seasons. Okay. Like winter, spring, summer, fall. And, and right, because with the seasons, like there's even, action and there's inaction and right. there's waiting and even there's in the reflection. Animal yeah. Especially okay. only really in the animal kingdom. Humans are more of the let's act always and and, and here's act, act, we do act. really good about like saying different books we've read that maybe kind of coincide or correlate mm. with what we're talking about. Yeah. Since this is the topic, which I like that I say we go with it, let's, let's I have it. some books that Fuck yeah. uh, they could mention that we can mention later um, to either reference or at the end of it. Because yeah. I think when people hear this and they're like, oh, fuck, that was because I hear books that Jordan Peterson says all the time. And like even Joe Rogan and Theo Vaughn, I'm like, oh, dude, I should check that out, you know. So but there's some cool books. Yeah. Join the Renegade Supreme Book Club today. Uh, dude, I've been reading a lot of good books. Black you have, Boy, dude. You've been telling me, dude. Man, that book is such a good book. Which one? So let's Black let, Boy by Richard keep, keep those books in mind, and let's open up with action versus patiently waiting to take action. And we'll start with the seasons. So, like, you have winter, spring, summer, fall. Winter is a period of your life or of the literal year of more inaction, reflection. If you're in a kind of non-tropical climate but even in a tropical climate there's winter it's raining a lot more and people aren't necessarily going in the water as much because it's a little bit chillier and then you have spring which is a time to sow seeds it's a time to get things started move things along and then you have summer which is a huge time of action it's like you're moving shit around you're getting things moving boom 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 and then you have fall which is a time of harvest and reap what you've sown and in celebration really and then you get back to winter which is a time of reflection and kind of waiting around so what do you guys think about action versus inaction right you already know my answer for that one just action so okay um i'll start with this one i do appreciate with this topic going with the seasons because I believe in like the natural state of things like in the animal kingdom and mother nature I think there is I believe there is a, a hierarchy or at least a process that does have waiting in it right they talk about the mm. animal that hibernates the waiting right. um, and then growing up always having a garden and stuff my mom and dad was uh, this is when we plant and sow seeds Make sure you do it before this time, but not after this time. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then it's like, oh, well, this needs to be planted at this time. This needs to be planted at that time. Right. So and if you I, plant I it at the wrong that. time, then, then all that action is worth nothing. Because yeah. you've, you've, you've killed those seeds because it frosted over right. or, which is really interesting. Well, and so with the, the, the actual natural world of the seasons, another, a tangent on that is what about, the places where there's still seasons but yet the weather and the climate somewhat ceases to exist like here Mm. in maui you can plant anything at any time and it just be summer grow season right so then in that conversation about an appropriate and proper time to wait before you take action or when it's time to take action i think that depending on let's say the circumstance or where you're at, it could change, but there's still a time, right? Because just because you 
can take action at any time, maybe it's not the most advantageous thing to do. Right? But I believe mm. that you should wait and be patient because of to complete a task properly mm. to get the information. Let's say it was work mm. or to even farm. Like if you want to reap good harvest for your family and for these things, you need to wait and follow kind of a criteria mm. so that, yes, that that's appropriate. However, I do believe sometimes you can circumvent it. You need to shortcut it and say, boom, let's just go. Mm. Let's just go. But with the seasons, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Jacob? I think there's a time for everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, there's a time for everything. I agree. That whole scripture says, do you want me to just look it up and read it? Yeah, dude. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. <clears throat> there's also, along with that, a quote I know where it's like, there's a, there's a time for everything. There's a time for peace, a time for war, mm-hmm. a time. Is it the same? It literally quote? said, oh, uh, let's see. Um, um, there's a time for everything under the sun. Yeah. Is it that? Yeah. Sorry, I'm using, uh, let's go, Hawaii Pigeon Bible. We're oh, going yeah. the Pigeon Bible. Oh, yeah. So you get Job song, smart guys, teacher, love song. So we'll go teacher, which is Ecclesiastes. This is, this is real shit. Chapter four. Oh, I love this. Yeah. yeah read it in Pigeon <laughs> Give me the, it slap it thin? down the thickest pigeon you <laughs> yeah. can muster. Uh, like, confuse me. Confuse you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can. Hold on. Let me, let me. So, with that being said, what kind of spurred that, this idea to talk about? Well, in conversations you and I have had, because I feel like with you and me, we're sort of the same, yet also we can be polar opposites. Absolutely. And, um... I'm, I've been practicing more, I wouldn't call it waiting, because I don't wait. I'm always doing something. But uh, there's things like, like a project, like planting seeds. It's like, I'm starting to realize more in my life that I'll plant the seed and get something started and not try so hard to harvest it right away and pull it out of the ground Mm. and wait for it to gestate, wait for it to germinate and wait for the, the baby to have that nine months until I start to, you know, put more action into it. But like, um, sometimes I could be on the side of not taking enough action. And then I see you and we have these conversations and you're the action guy. You're like, always, let's see what we can always like at the zip lines. I was thinking about the other day, like if there was any free time, you would fill it with as much work. Even if no one told you to do anything, you're just right. like, I'm just going to work. I'm going to take action. And everyone loved it. But at the same rate, I would be more like, well, we did enough work for the day. Let's right. let's enjoy this time we have to kind of just be here. But I think of the both, because the, there's there's truth in both of them. Absolutely. And so I thought it'd be a good kind of like yeah, conversation. I like this is a good topic. And with the seasons, like even if there's you live in a tropical environment, I still think there's seasons to life. Yes. Like, if you even think about the growth of a human, like, as a baby, you are taking almost no action. All the action is being taken for you, to raise you, to feed you. So you, you have a parent or somebody. Like, for any of us to be adults, someone had to put a lot of fucking work mm-hmm. into getting food down our gullet and changing our diapers and shit. 
and but then you get into more like a part of your life maybe in your 20s where you're taking a lot of action you're trying to kind of build a life for yourself right and then kind of 50s 60s you're retiring and you're taking so there's like this kind of curve that maybe not everyone takes but most humans seem to follow yeah I don't know. Do you need to? There's, there's always, seasons of life. I'm there's just always a different season. Like I mean, yeah. during the fire, that was yeah. That we was, were. That I was, was a like, hot I am season. not gonna freaking wait around. I yeah. have to take action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So teacher, chapter three. Yes. Fuck yeah. Hawaii PG Bible. Get one time for everything. Get one time for everything that people do under the sun. One time for bone. One time for market. One time for plant. And one time for pull up what you plant. One time for kill people, and one time for make people come good. One time for boss up, and one time for build. One time for cry, one time for laugh. One time for say stat inside, and one time for dance. One time for scatter stones, and one time for bring them in. One time for hug, and one time for no hug. One time for look for something, and one time to give up to look for something. One time for keep, one time for throw away. One time for broke something, and one time for sewing together. One time for no talk, and one time for talk. One time for love, and one time for hate. One time for make war, and one time for make everything porno. Dude, that was amazing. First of all, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I, and I know exactly that that was the quote I was thinking of. And then the rest of the thing, it says, so then, what the worker guy is gonna get for what they do? You think that gonna stay long, or what? I see what God gave people for do. He make everything happen like some, something is supposed to happen for the time when it's supposed to happen. So basically, he, he aligns everything. So when it should happen, it's going to happen. Right. Just like It's just like predestiny or whatever, manifesting, right? right, right. What people believe in and all that. It's like if you set your mind to something, it's going to happen. Right, yeah. But it, sometimes if it's in your time, if you get what you wanted, mm. it's not going to work out. Mm. Like I wanted, mm. I wanted a new car. I wanted a new truck dude, round of applause and everything, for that, dude. and I wanted all this because my car got stolen last year and everything, and I was gonna get it, and I wanted this like a bunch of new stuff, and I was getting ready to buy like a new car, I was getting ready to buy new new like supplies and new new surf stuff and everything, and I was like, okay, this is what I want, and I want it now because mm. that's something I I wanted, and then the fire came, and I remember after the fire, I was looking back and I was realizing like, you know what, if I had everything that I was asking for it that i wanted it would have all just turned to dust and i wouldn't have had the money to carry me on through the fire Mm. up until now i wouldn't have had the resources to take care of me and it all happens in perfect time yeah it's kind of chicken skin man that's everything it's powerful it's like oh i want i want this or like i wish i wish i could hang out with my friend bro me and nixon were gonna hang out on front street Mm. during the fire we would have both died yeah. That they were planning on going, and then it didn't. Wow. And my family would have died too. Wow. So it's like everything is perfect timing. Yeah. You know, and I know for the listeners, wow. like you guys may may I don't know may, might sound like I'm beating one broken drum or something like that about always talking about the fire. But how about fuck you? Yeah. Your house is not burned down. Huh? How about that? Huh? How about suck my nuts? How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck, dude. I love it. 
Which, which, which verse was that? Because <laughs> I that's, haven't read that. That's one. A, that's a, <laughs> that was Jacobian fucking in the New that's Testament. That's a book of Rice Cracker, chapter one. How about fuck you? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> How many chapters is just that one? So you're sort you're sort of saying that there's some intelligence out there that's holding everything we want, and it's just stating it for us, and it's timing it perfectly. And if we try and force that process that's naturally occurring, whether it's in the air or what do you call God or whatever, whatever you, when you believe try and in. force it, that's when you you pull up the roots before the potatoes came. Mm-hmm. It's when you pull up the roots before. The corn even started to grow stalks. Like, how did we, how did we learn about eggs unless somebody waited to kill the chicken yeah. to see what happened? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How did, you yeah. know, that's like, yeah. oh, what if they killed the cow before somebody milked it? Yeah. You wouldn't have had all of these different things. That's Everything it. comes in time. So, kava trusting. takes seven years for grow. Yeah, kava plants, yeah. Really? I think, I think kava the, takes I seven years to grow. I think the root. lowest amount of years they said that the harvest is like maybe four years. That's like wow. good plants, yeah. good solid plants, seven years. How do you think people, like it's patience in everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Patience and it's almost like you don't even really need patience as much as like to just take your mind off it for a while and try and have, it's faith really. Faith, yeah. Have it trust that even though you faith, can't, baby. even though you can't see, like you put the seed underground and you literally can't see anything that's happening. You have to have faith that that's growing. Yeah. But that and if you dig it up to, to check the to check the process, you kill the plant. And then apply exactly, and it apply. Yeah, even if you check, even if you, it's it's like they say in the in the Bible, don't test, don't test me or don't test yeah. God. Because mm-hmm. yeah, Satan came and he t- he he tried to test God. I won't three be times. tested. Yeah. yeah, but it's like even che- just checking out of curiosity can ruin the whole. Right. Can ruin everything. And so you plant the seed, but that applies to maybe anything you want that you're asking for like a car or a new this or a new that or a new relationship or something like that and you're kind of just like you have to have faith even though you can't see it mm-hmm. which is so i i believe the intercession on our part is necessary when the time is right mm. okay so while you guys are saying all this stuff what was happening in, in front of me was you guys were framing this the way the world was. So I'm going to use the Bible as a reference again. So the Garden of Eden, right? So this is a paradise, right? This is Zion before we need a new Zion. And any seeds, any animals, any anything that needed to happen, it was going to happen at the proper time, whenever. And there was no need to intercede, right? All Adam or whoever had to do was just be there and be a guide, a, a, a shepherd, right? Because mm. the shepherd doesn't fucking grow the sheep. The shepherd is just there as an overseer, a caretaker. And what happened was, if you want to say it was the fall but or, or original sin, it, it doesn't really matter what it is. But we have this general idea, even people that uh, don't believe the Bible or they or grew up somewhere else, that <clears throat> after the paradise was stricken away right then he says that they had to toil in the soil right and because of that 
right? We can't just put the seed anymore. So that's where our intercession comes now. Because before in paradise, you didn't, you were just the shepherd. You were the host. But now since the paradise is gone in that aspect, now that is why there's a verse. That is why people talk. There's a time and place because it's like now God's like, all right, listen, it's, it's fucked now. So now you guys have to then begin to intercede. But remember, there is still seasons about it. I have it set up, right? He has this kind of hierarchy and this order of how things go. That's just what I was seeing because it was like, if there's no need for us to, we don't do anything to the seed except for put it in the ground. So then, right. so where is, where is our place of action in this life? Well, one, it just helps me understand it is thinking like it used to be where we didn't do anything, but now we have to toil underneath the sun. We have to put in some work for things. It's like, it's like the, it's like everything needs a jump start, you know? See, so you, you, you can't just throw the seed on, in the ground anymore. It's like, no, you got to work the soil. You, you can't just turn a truck on. It's like, no, you got to put fuel in it. It's like, now we have a part in a place and that place in us interceding and going with the seasons then is a way for us to navigate through the broken world and then have this semblance of what it was like when it was divine and beautiful. And then maybe that's a part of the faith in getting closer and closer, closing the gap to closer back to divinity to God. I mm. think that's true too. It, in a, a, the way of thinking, sometimes you need to wait in order to act upon and sometimes you need to act and then wait in order to act again. It's mm. like playing a game of chess. You know what I mean? I like to think. I like to think like about. But you're good at chess. Too. Something I. Good. Something I. Yeah. I, I uh, whooped Tim's ass the other day, and I played him, and I was online playing a game online at the That's same not time. That's true. I did. No, dude, it was so funny. Damn, um, Don't but, believe him, Sean. <laughs> but like, in, in, it's like playing a game of chess. I like to think of life as chess. Like, okay, if I am not meant to go first, then I wait. F I wait for life to make a move, and once life makes a move, then I make a move according to whatever it threw at me. And then I, I live my life literally based on that. You have to think a couple steps ahead. And I, even though I'm thinking ahead, it doesn't mean I'm gonna act there yet. It means, okay, well, if this happens, then I'm gonna do that, you know? How does that, how do you keep yourself from just reacting to life then? There's a time and a place for everything. Sometimes as being who I am as a person, I just wanna act every time. Right. Like somebody makes me mad, I like get out my car and scrap. Or yeah. like somebody, you know, like anything in life like if something happens like i want to just go and and whip it out and just act mm. but then there's other times and i think a level of maturity is knowing when to right when to stay a conscious effort. when to step yeah. back because i would watch. i would say like well how do you know that you're in control at all if that it's based off of what life is giving you based off of right. what life's giving me yeah, the reason i know i'm in control is because i know what's going to happen to me and i know what i'm going to do because gotcha. that's the, sen the sense of life. People that are controlling, they are so, they're trying to control everything around them because they're scared of being put in a position where they have to wait. They're scared mm. of being in a, put in a position where they, they, they're, it's unknown, mm. where they have to use faith, where they have to just take a step back. Mm. That's isn't, why they're so controlling. Isn't it interesting that we all want to just control? Like even this conversation, we're trying to figure something out so we feel some sort of more understanding and control over life Gross. when like you put the seed in and then it's pretty much out of your control you we, you know yeah. what to do water it you know take care of it but the time that you act after that besides your daily watering and kind of 
affirming of like watering is kind of affirming and, yeah. and saying in your head this is going to happen this i'm gonna have a harvest right. and then the harvest comes and that's when you do all your work and it's time to harvest and be like oh my gosh but like the funny thing is, is we want to have so much control and like micromanage every aspect of living so we can feel like not fear maybe and then the truth of it is we really get the best bang for our buck when we have this sort of cycle of trust of expecting the things to come that we've sown mm-hmm. you have to sow the seeds you can't just be like well i didn't plant any seeds I, where's my no i've been waiting on shit? it to grow <laughs> yeah. you know it's like it's like when when christians pray yeah they just sit back and they just wait for something to happen. When and Catholics I, pray, dude. When they Catholics don't even pray, pray, dude. They like it. It, and I'm not I bashing say that, dude. They like, pray on out. children. There's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> I do know some Catholics that pray, and I don't. I don't. I have qualms with the way they pray. Like I'm not bashing any religion. I'm not bashing anything. Oh, I'm. Man. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I'm not bashing the Christian people. But what I am saying is, sometimes you just need to shut up and wait. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. What flavor is that? Raspberry lemonade. Can I grab more ice? Is that possible? Yes. Yeah, it's in the freezer. Okay. Can you can you fill me up with some ice? Yes. Just all the way. Yes, sir. Um, you go. You go. So, I, a lot of people that know me would say I'm go getter, doer, action person. I think we have. I, and I really appreciate you bringing this up as a topic because I know it's something I've talked about a lot. And, and I know you know this, but just to uh, reaffirm it in vocally and out loud into the universe or the world is, yeah, I don't... Think- I hate you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> right? I went to know I don't hate you. I don't think you're a lazy fuck, and I don't think you're... I'm glad. It's, it's just that the reason I bring it up is because it's almost, as alike as we are, it's almost... It's that challenging aspect because I'm like, man, he's he's doing, and it's actually an amazing thing. You're you're waiting, you're thinking, you're preparing yourself. You have consciousness and awareness that before I'm gonna move forward, right now I need to almost be prepared. Preparation, mm. right? Like they talk about in the Bible, he's preparing a, a place for us, right? It's so, a really good way to put it. Yeah. So I appreciate it, and that's why it's tough for me. It's why I brought it up all the time because I'm okay. like, "Fuck, dude, Sean's just fucking so- <laughs> waiting." You know what I mean? I was like, "Dude, you know what I do when I'm waiting at the house? I'll go jack off." Yeah. Like I, I can't even wait at the house. <laughs> but oddly enough, there is one aspect in my life where I do just wait and let God have faith. Mm-hmm. The way I garden, dude. Thank the you. way I garden is so literally different. garden. Yeah, yeah, it's so different. From how you do everything else? <laughs> because this is what I'll do. I'll get the soil ready, right? I will plant the seeds. I'll look on the back. And it'll say, oh, make sure that this space spacing apart this deep. Uh, whatever. And I just make what I want, mm. and I plant them. And then I'll set up like a sprinkler system, but usually I just end up watering it. And sometimes, I, I generally speaking, I do not water. I'll try to water at night or early in the morning, and that's it. I will miss days. I will miss weeks, right? And people are like, dude, how did you grow that? But what I do is I just let, because I believe the strength, this core strength that we've lost as entities, like as um, living beings. Yeah, there's um, plants uh, and animals. Yeah, sentient beings. Right. 
in all the planning I did at every apartment complex, at every place that we've lived that wasn't like a house where I could have a yard, I would just plant it and be like, I'll just let it do its thing. Right. Just let it do its thing. It's My buddy used to say this. I've mentioned this before. We bought two beehives from him, and I was like, you're supposed to help them out and feed them sugar water right during the winter so they can stock up and they don't have to go forage. Because And, and then I was like, do you do that? And he goes, I've done it before, but he was like, I mean, if they can't survive on their own. And he was just like, I got faith that they're either going to stick around and be strong and power through or they're not. Because during... The foraging season for bees is they forage and they get all their honey. They make all their food mm. and then they don't go out during the wintertime. But the problem is think people are weak. Bees are weak now. And he thinks that well, people... Yeah. I, I just have faith, dude. Everything I've planted in the right. last three years, it just came up. People were like, how? I was like, I just let it do its thing. Yeah. And I have more faith in gardening in my relationship with like plants than I do in, or the more waiting faith than I do in the action faith. And with the bees, you, giving them sugar is kind of like pulling the roots up. It's kind of like mm. saying, well, I don't believe they're going to make it. So, and so I need to help them along. And then you could, you could probably link like, oh, well we gave them sugar and that sugar, like, it's like, it's like when you give um, a bunch that. of kids sugar, you know, then they have these breakdowns. And yeah, you like want to beat them? The you want to beat the child? They're, 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 they're not stable and they, yeah. they lose this sort of strength. But that's going into like the after results when the first cause might just be not, have, not just letting them do their thing, like yeah. you say. But um, good boy, Tim's talking about with like, with me is that. Cause I used to be like, I know like when I was in high school, taste this. Oh my God. That is like candy. <laughs> oh man. When I was in high school, um, my whole, my whole entire life perspective was the secret is work hard. Always just keep working hard and keep, Amen, omen, baby. keep pushing through. Like, uh, I got Eagle Scout. I was like, got good grades. Um, was in like a really, really good drum line. And that was like all of my time. I didn't party, didn't do anything. Wish I had more fun, but I grind it. And I was like, this is what life's about. It's about working hard and that's all there is. Um, but in these times where I dealt with health problems, like between nine and 18, when I had chronic digestive issues and then between kind of 21 and 24 when I had Lyme's disease, chronic Lyme's disease, that it was like life was it like life did this to me, grabbed me by the neck in a chokehold and slammed me on the ground and said, fucking wait. Oh shit. <laughs> because I couldn't do anything else. It was, I was bed bound. Like when I had chronic Lyme's, I couldn't get out of bed. Like I was so exhausted. And so those were the moments where I became more connected with God or more connected with spirit, what I would say, like the essence that drives life, like, and it taught me that the waiting isn't necessarily, it's not necessarily waiting, it's putting the energy where it needs to be at the time, like there's a time for uh, peace, there's a time for war, there's a time for, you know, fighting, there's a time for, so I guess it's just like, when you said preparing, I do a lot of my work now that I do, 
like I, I get up for the day, I'm like, how am I preparing for what's to come? What I am expecting to come? Because that's faith. If I'm not preparing for the good things to come, then my faith is directed towards the opposite. I'm preparing for bad things to come. And in terms of health, that was the biggest game changer in being healthy. When I just tell myself, oh, I am healthy now and I'm going to be healthier. And that's what I'm going to prepare for. I'm going to take actions that affirm that that's the truth. And then you kind of stumble upon actions. But I always feel like I'm doing something. It's just a lot of it might be up here or a lot of it might be undoing some other stuff that I was right. like maybe undoing because I think when you're sick and you want to be healthy, you're really undoing all of these negative thoughts about how oh, life's bad to me and I can't live the life I want to live. And ultimately, like any time I got sick in a bad way, I would ask myself, what am I avoiding? What major life decision have I just assumed that I can't take? And a lot of the times it was like a big leap out into the unknown that I was avoiding. And uh, once I took those leaps out into the unknown, then I would start to feel better. So I guess what I'm trying to say is what Tim's talking about when he's like, oh, I don't think you're lazy, but you do seem to do a lot of preparing. I find that your consciousness of like what you choose to think about and what you like focus on is so much more important than the actions you take and then when you take the actions if you could just set the stage like prepare so that the actions you're taking are not like actions that are reaffirming like that I'm broke or that I can't do this or I can't do that the the actions are more towards things are going well they're getting better I'm moving them in the direction of things going better And I think that's what I like about you, because when you take action, it is in that mindset most of the time, I feel like, where you're like, well, we're going to make things better. Let's make it, let's improve the situation. Um, So, yeah. Um, To comment on what you, and then I would like to hear what you have to say. So, for the record, I think that I, for the record, the waiting and preparing Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, your internet research, the books you read, whatever, the thinking, the walking, the meditating, it's all action. the praying, it is can easily call that action yeah. in a different category. Yeah. And I was going to say that, mm. and then you said, even though I'm doing all this waiting, I still feel like I'm doing something. Dude, I feel like I'm always like, like you're, my brain's you like, what are you doing? right? Exhaust. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because I'm, I feel like it's even more work to mentally like think about what you want and mm-hmm. and then take all the responsibility. Because well, you're for training yourself. yourself, you're also disciplining yourself. The mental power is right. insane. Well, what about this? In the Bible, God talks about if you even think about coveting your neighbor's wife, you have already coveted. Before mm. actually, you know what I mean? If you think about killing the man, you've already committed murder. Mm. And to think of it that way then just hit me during this conversation like, wait a minute. Thinking is a real thing. It's it's not only a real thing, but the action within that is insurmountable mm. of, of what damage of the consequences, whether positive or negative, can be. And since me and Jacob are very much so 
one and the same when it comes to like just go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yes, right in the hole. <laughs> um, They're gay. <laughs> mom, only only for the podcast, mom. <laughs> no, 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 just just kidding, just kidding. Um, oh, mommy. So what do you think about that? Because that that just hit me, man. About the if you if you if you so think like meditating on action. Well, because if you think right, because didn't Not Jesus exactly. say that? He Jesus was like, said that, and so in the way that the Bible speaks of it. For those of you that don't know, I used to be in a very high position. There's a reason Jacob always talks about the Bible. There's a reason I used to always uh, always talk about the Bible. I used to be in a high position in a church organization. He was the well, Filipino he, pope. He used to run a youth ministry. I did. I ran yeah. a youth ministry. With like 50 people? No, uh, we had 80 kids. 80 kids. Damn. Yeah. So when I when I stepped Holy in Holy shit. When I stepped in, we had four. And when I left, there was 80. That's why I say you're a natural natural I did not leave leader. on my own, own own accord. They set me up. But the reason that's the reason I always talk about the Bible because I still believe but if you look at what the Bible states and Jesus is talking about the thought process and he's talking also about um, the mindset of a believer and a believer doesn't mean you're in church and you're praying and you're worshiping a believer just means that you believe in Christ and that you are acting upon how he acted and are Christ like so whenever he was speaking about the thought process of a Christian or of a believer or, or of anyone. He was explaining to his disciples. He was saying, hey, if you guys met, premeditate on something that is sinful, then that, that's a sin. Because, for example, if I see a cute lady walking on the street yeah. and I think about, oh, man, I want to bang that chick. I want to I want just, yeah. you know, then you're ha- you're premeditating on it already and you're committing adultery which in turn would be a sin however in the same way if you think upon something adultery if she was married no anybody like unless you're not married with them like to so that that's why he speaks about because in the bible you're supposed to be married i got that's why he speaks about um i don't agree he speaks about (laughs) grasping control over your thoughts grasping those fucking (laughs) (laughs) so he talks about control (laughs) over the thoughts and it's not necessarily sinning every single moment that you're living because you know sometimes you see somebody and you're like and i think about it all the time sometimes but it's not every meditating it's not like oh my god i'm gonna pin her down and i'm you know what i mean it's (laughs) not like that like hey no 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 but it's not you know so for it get the rope for example if you're premeditating on an action or if you're thinking about doing something it doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it because sometimes you have to act on it right however in the right this is also in the right category of thinking so if that makes sense now however there are certain points in the bible where it states that sometimes god will give us an opportunity to act and if we don't act it 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 hurts us when the harvest is ready you harvest harvest yeah you do it and if you so sometimes he opens doors that need to be open and he yes. closes doors that need to be closed. You know what's crazy though is when the harvest is happening, a lot of people will still go, they won't believe it. They'll, they'll be blinded. They'll say, I still can't get what I want. I still can't get There's what a I story. want. There's, it's there there's for a the little taking. short story where this guy was lost at sea. I'm not deserving of this, even though I planted the seed. Yeah, where he was lost at sea and he, he, was, he was there. A boat came by and he, a little rowboat came by and he's like, you need help? The guy's like, no. 
I'm fine. God will save me. So a couple hours later, another <laughs> boat comes by, a bigger one, and the guy's like, hey, do you need help? You look like you're, you're drowning. He's like, no, I'm okay. God's going to save me. A third time happens. A helicopter comes, flies by, wow. and he's like, hey, we see you just out here in the middle of nowhere. You need help? And he's like, no, it's okay. God's going to save me. Yeah, God tried to save you three times. Three times. <laughs> but yeah. if you're that retarded to oversee what God sent, then you right. don't deserve to have it. Well, because he was he was trying so hard. You yeah. Know? And if he just let go. Oh, the, in the time. They would have for, if, if he said nothing, they would have just picked him up. I think sometimes it's a test to see if you're worthy of it. Do you think that guy was worthy to be saved? Ooh, that's because his. he didn't even recognize it. That it he was, was there. worthy to be saved. But he didn't believe he he didn't believe he was worthy of being saved in that way, because he was testing God. So God gave him a better and better option, but he didn't believe it in himself. He was like, "No, God Himself yeah. has to." But God, I think God knows we're it. all worthy. Yes, but it's because us. We, in my opinion, God is in everything. Right. You know, he yeah. he's in the life that creates the plants. He's in the air. He's in the breeze. He's in the, the oxygen we breathe. Yeah. So if if you say, "Oh, God's gonna save me," and I'm drowning. If I go up for air and I choose not to breathe, does that make sense? Yeah. You, yeah. you have to you have to see these things. You have to train your mind in order to or, to, to to see everything in life to say, okay, Lahaina burnt down. I want to help those people. God, please help those people. God, please. I'm not gonna sit in church and ask him to do that. Well, figure yeah. do it through me. Yeah. I'll go. You know, send me. Right. Yeah. Um, like I just so Good. Well, it's like so when when the harvest time is is here, you 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 almost have to be in a receptive mode, one hundred percent, to receive it. Because I think what happens is a lot of times we plant the seed in our lives, and in my opinion, planting the seed is you, you're you're dreaming it. You want it to happen. You're like, oh, I want the new car, or I want the new relationship, or I want this new job that pays more, <clears throat> whatever, and then it comes but oftentimes we're so entrenched in this idea that it's not there yet where so the job comes and it goes oh there's a, you need a job here's a job and then you go i don't know i'm waiting for a job it's like well which job are you like waiting for the right one it's like then another job comes and it's just as good like god gives you this option this option this option and that you still stay in this mode of I don't have the job, I don't have the job, and I'm not there yet. And then you kind of you kind of miss the harvest season and then the crop dies. And then you have to sow a new seed and start all over again basically. There's a there's an old country song by Dan Taminski and Allison Krauss. And it was called Allison Krauss and Union Station. Dan Taminski, he was the main musician, and his guys, his drummers, his guitarists, they were Union Station. And there's this ballad. The ballad is called Boy Who Wouldn't Hoe His Corn. And I'll just give you the beginning and then <laughs> tell the you a little story, and it won't take long about a lazy boy who wouldn't hoe his <laughs> corn. And then he just this, the song goes and watch too much porn <laughs> the song goes he goes something something he planted you know and he said uh, 
during whatever time in the song, and the rows of corn were high above him. Mm. And then later on in the song, he goes, and by September, all his corn was lost or gone. It's like, it was right there, ready to be harvested, and he yeah. didn't. So one thing that I have dealt with, one thing that I believe people deal with more commonly it's just they refuse to see it right in front of them, is in relationships. You see this in Hollywood movies, in books you read, stories, but in real life, your tangible reality, I see this conversation between lovers or, or partners, and it's, hey, I need, you to, I need you to be there for me. I need you to show up. I need you to help. I need you this. And the guy, it's usually the guy who's the one that fucked up. He was like, I'm right here. He's grabbing her. I'm right here in front of you. I'm here. I, I am here. And she's like, and that didn't suffice. So the 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 waiting mm. and the gestation period was there. But in these relationships, the, the partner needed the action to go forward. It just I would always get moved by that. The guy, because I felt like I've been in that position. He's like, mm. I'm right here in front of you. What else do you need? I'm right here. Like, right. what else do you need? But that's the idea that what else? What that partner of yours needed, what that significant other was desiring was, no, I know you're here, but that wasn't enough. I know you're right here. The corn is right there, but that's not going to get us anything if we do not take action and harvest. Take it off and eat it. <laughs> and eat it, yeah. She's like, eat my pussy. <laughs> She's like, I'm right here. She's like, it's right here. What are you doing? What do you want me to do? He's all like, open your mouth and fucking find the clip. Go. <laughs> That's very interesting. I think this this concept is something I love talking about and thinking about because it's, it's as, as if we're locked in a cage and the key is in our hand. Mm. And all we have to do is reach around and unlock that door and freedom and the promised land is on the other side of everything you could possibly want because you could realistically pray for anything and if it's reasonable and god wants you to have it you're gonna get it somebody asked me how how they should they pray and i looked at them and i said dude it's not believing in god is not like a religion like base thing it was never meant try to praying be praying even if you've never gone to church it ever. was it was a relationship because god loves us mm. as children of his so it's a relationship so when i get mad i will literally pray like i'm angry like what the hell was that god why are you sending like why is it like this mm. how come well that's beautiful because it's authentic it's, it's, au it's yeah. authentic it's and it's like okay well if he can read my thought process anyway why am i gonna try to front by by vocalizing something other than that yeah if i'm pissed off and i'm like oh here i am you know yeah. i love that person so much like god please kill her on the highway i'm begging you make her get in a head-on collision god i'm please i just you know what i mean i'm like, just thinking about god like damn i'm very glad he doesn't answer all the prayers <laughs> dude if god answered every fucking prayer dude, yeah. our world would... <laughs> no i just thought when he mentioned that was Jacob's house is on fire and he got his family out. And he, he went back to go find his dad. And just Jacob just like, So Lord, I mean imagine uh, uh, going around dodging flames. So I'm not really liking how things are going. <laughs> yeah, just um, like thank you for Could you please yeah. make sure that you know that my nice right. Hawaii's finest shirt doesn't get burned <laughs> off? It's like, yeah, 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 it, yeah. What are you that's not honest. It's yeah. not yeah, it's like like I was praying, I was like, God, you need to help me right now. Yeah. I think like I was like 
I remember I looked at him. I, I, I was sitting there, and I was about to die, and I was like, well, all right. I guess there's no way out. If you yeah. want to take me, then take me. I guess I'm ready. I would, like, <laughs> I would like to... Not, oh, it's your humble servant in this in this <laughs> yeah, yeah. peaceful moment of time. Yeah. I would like to ask you to accept me into your arms. <laughs> right. No, I'm about to fucking and burn it, alive. Yeah. And it, the and fuck like, out of here. like you guys said, like well, in that quote you read, there's a time to wait. There's a time for action. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're driving down the road and someone's car's on fire, and you have a fire extinguisher, you're not going to pull over and pray for them. No, you know you're going to drive past. Oh Lord, gonna, I pray that they're okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're going to get out of your car and put the fire out, and then you'll. Well, if they're then black, you could, then I'm, you could do some praying. So think you know? about this: whose death is it on if they die? And then somebody well, praying for them on the side of the road, and I have the right. chance to help them. Whose fault is it? Yeah. God, but, please save them. He's he's able to send you. Maybe maybe you know see I mean? it because uh, I oh, like where you're if going. You don't, if you don't, dude, I'm gonna answer, need some ketchup for all these harsh if browns you don't you're serving. A- answer, <laughs> oh, if you don't answer the call when when it's right. presented to you, right. then you are the one in the wrong. If I have the opportunity mm. to help somebody in my life, that's how I view it. If I have the opportunity right. to help somebody, to, to deliver food, mm-hmm. to save these people that need gas, and I do not take a step forward then and saying, act, then, then it's my fault. So, I, you know, I'm how do big. You, how do you ever feel good about yourself, though? Because there's always somebody that when needs help. When he busts well, his I nut. Try, I, I, <laughs> that's a small amount of time to be. It's only in the life. moment. <laughs> it's in the moment and after. It's, I'm, I'm just like, ugh. So once a year, I'm happy. No, I'm just <laughs> No, that's well, like Tim. <laughs> so yeah, like me. I was gonna like, say like our other friend. So you asked him how? To, I think that was a real question. How is like how is he happy? But yeah, you know I'm a word guy. I, I don't like the vernaculars and the definitions because it's so convoluted and it just all fucked up in the English, the modern like English world. So let's say the exact same thing, but let's say whose fault is it? You said. Let's take the word fault out. Let's take the word wrong out. I'm not trying to get all woke and hippie about. Yeah, it's not right your and fault. wrong. Let's say I'm this. right, you're wrong. Right. Let's bring it. Let's bring it fucking local style. Yeah. It's not a fault, but because we are connected, right? All children of God, all worthy of being saved. That's what He wants. He wants our love, right? However, or we all have energy and atoms. They're all sentient. Mm. The kuleana. The responsibility. We do have an obligation, I believe, to each other. Even though I see this mm. and you guys are in my reality because you're right here. Mm. But everyone behind me is not. I don't see them. They're not directly in front of me. I'm not dealing with them. But our obligation to fellow man is that we are connected. And the, your responsibility, your kuleana, is it's not so much your fault as in then you are responsible for that which you can intercede in, I believe. And it doesn't right. mean that it's like it was that guy's fault because he didn't stop. He had the fire grishinger. He's in a fire truck and had it, and he stopped <laughs> and then slowed down and, and then was like, keep going. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's not course, his fault. Right. But his responsibility right. is that that was the season to take action. So that's true. Yeah. Like the way that I think is it's my kuleana. Mm-hmm. It's my right. my aim to make some to help somebody. So if I don't accept that responsibility, being born and bred here, who am I to say I am from here? Right. Who am I to say yeah. I have aloha in my heart? Well, then who right. are you to then, Re- who, to then inquire of others to okay. give it to me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have no right if I don't share. Right. Yeah, and I think God will kind of line you up, and you'll know, like, oh, I'm here, and I have the things that could help, and I could help. 
and then let's go. I know what to do rather than like kind of like every day being like, wow, I feel like shit for not helping. I don't even know what how to help, you know? Because p- if are, you have the fire extinguisher and you're driving by that fire and you know it's in the back and, you, and you're not going to like drive someone to the hospital in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. you can stop. And in and, and, and Ayn Rand style, it benefits you. Yeah. It's, you feel good about yourself. You feel good about, about that connection with humanity. It, yeah, it's not vanity. Yeah, it's not. And Rand, it's the highest virtue in yourself. Like, that potential. Yeah. That's why I think we talk about, like, why a lot of rich people are miserable. Mm-hmm. What they're missing in their life is this selfishness, not really selfishness, to, right. to give back so that they can fully actualize themselves as their highest form, their highest virtue, which is a giving being someone whose cup doth overflow yeah you know it's like if if they could be selfish enough to realize that if they gave more they would feel better right and that that feeling of being generous is one of the best feelings Mm -hmm. ever but apart from the feeling of receiving something Mm -hmm. graciously as well so and you know you just said selfishness for anyone that's listened to any of our episodes I talk about that a lot, and since I'm the word, like, the words mess me He's up. He's the vernacular me. man. Yeah. How about this? It's not the selfishness. Well, I'll try to stop using that word from here on out. <laughs> is, it's, it, the, the people that, like, the rich people maybe, they're not being selfish, and they're not missing out on selfishness. They are missing out the cultivation of their vast potential, mm. of the virtues that they have. Oh! I mean... In, in, dude, that gave me goosebumps. You did. They're they're accumulating. That was good vernacular right there, dude. Yeah. That was the verbiage got me hard. <laughs> they're accumulating. <laughs> fuck. What the? F- yeah. Uh, the, the <laughs> vernacular. Uh, what does vernacular yeah, mean, dude? I thought that was like part of your testicles or some shit. No, that's a woman's <laughs> vagina. Dude, I fucked her vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she sucked on my connotation. <laughs> He's like, oh, God, these guys. Dude, how bookworms talk dirty to each other. I want to suck like, on your vernacular. In the library, just, yeah. I want to suck your vernacular. I'm going to swallow your connotation. Dude, imagine they're in fucking math class. He's like, so, Joe, how far did you get? He goes, we got to chapter three. He was like, what, you didn't, you, I, well, I prefaced first and then... <laughs> We had 30 minutes of preface before getting into the real deal nitty gritty um, vernacular and connotation. Her copyright date, she was of age. (laughs) (laughs) I opened, but she was young, so those pages were brand new. I've never touched before. Untouched book. I opened the packaging myself. No no one even drew on them. (laughs) You should have seen her book jacket. Oh my gosh. Oh man, so but nice. like going back to what we were saying before about growing up here and it being the Kuliana, I don't think people in the mainland have that understanding. No, dude, not at all. I was just that. dude because like over here, I w- I grew up. That's my Kuliana speaking the Oolelo of the 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 Aina and and respecting everything. Where is that in the mainland when I go? And that's why I like realizing it's like, bro, this is not America. This is some. It's no. It's different. It's way different. It's some. Oh, Tim's some, on his knees. Oh, some oh, places oh, have it. And t- Tim's gonna go to the bathroom, and he'll talk about Texas. But so I grew up in a place where I 
I, I totally resonate with that. We didn't have that kuleana. And we didn't have community. And I have so many theories for why that's the case in America. Um, it's strange. Like, you could be walking down the road and see two people fighting that look just like you where I grew up kind of like Massachusetts, Connecticut area and just be like, look at those crazy fucks and just keep going. And that's, you know, you could find as many things alike about them as you are and you would just say, well, they fucked up. They got themselves into that situation. They're going to get themselves out. It's very like kind of, sometimes it's a very Boston way of thinking about things. Boston's very like harsh love. So, so in that kind of area, you see these two guys scrapping on the streets. Oh, fucking idiots. Like, fucking just, let's go grab some brewskis, you know? Fuck them. But, at the same rate, with your the people that you've chosen to care about, you, like your friend group or your family, as harsh as that love would be, if, if shit hit the fan, you'd be like, well, don't be a fuck up, but I'm going to help you. You know, whereas I think on the West Coast, like California, the vibe is very much like, oh, I care about you. But there's no action behind it. There's no like, we're, we're actually going to help you. Yeah, You're exactly. But I think it's, it's what makes this place so, so, I'd say unique. I don't, I don't know why that's the case. It, the thing is, is like growing up here, I will show everybody love in Aloha. I don't care who you are. Right. If you mess with it, then I'm not going to respect you anymore after yeah. that. But I, I, I give everybody respect off the back. In, That's in how the, I in am. In the same yeah. way, it's not right to demand respect of me. It's not. It's not right to expect it. Yeah. But what it is is that's my. That's my. I share aloha with people. Even going to the mainland, I will. I will talk with yeah. anybody that wants to talk. Yeah. I will have conversation. Yeah. Even if I don't want to, I'll yeah. do it because it's respect. Like growing up here, one time I was in Front Street and me and my boy we ate at Cool Cats and we had like, huge. We had so much food. Like we just pigged out. I had so much food and I was super full after and he he had me come over his house after we're gonna record some music and his mom came out and made me a huge enormous plate of spaghetti (laughs) and i looked at him and he looked at me and i was like brah and i ate the whole plate not because i wanted to but because it was respect because i was Mm. showing aloha you know what i mean just in everything in everything you act you know what i mean i stay oh god a kratom got me so when i well, so I think um, that's how I live my life. That's how kind of like I always live my life. Like I always talk, I've always told people I'm like gullible. So it's like not like when I get older, I get less gullible. But like my set point is like, I'm going to trust you to be a good person. And I'm going to be good to you. And I'm going to give you love. I'm going to treat you with that respect. I'm going to be kind. And I'm going to expect that. And if you show me anything other than that, then I'm going to not kind of spend time with you anymore. But it's, it can be a bad thing because I can trust people that maybe shouldn't be trusted. But I'm cool with that because I think that's how 
life should be lived. And I think that is the vibe here. And I think in other places on the mainland, now the mainland, you can't generalize 49 states at all. You can't even generalize one state because you go to one town, one family, you get a whole different story, you know. And there are, I've had every experience on the mainland with, you know, there's the respect, there's no respect. There's the love, there's no love. So it's everything. Um, But there seems to be a touch more skepticism and kind of like animalistic behavior unless I think there's more faith here I think there's more like the religion hasn't left the islands yet and on the mainland the the faith it doesn't matter what religion but the faith is is trickling away as people try and God God is not gone put blame to everything God is not gone yeah so and well I just like that faith I want to say it goes back to what we were talking about with the guy who's trying to be, he wanted to be saved by God and he was drowning. Like the help was there. God was there. The love was there. And he didn't want to see it. He didn't, he didn't think he was worthy enough or that it would have come in that certain way. And I think there's a lot of that unworthiness and that's what we kind of feel when we go to the mainland. There's a huge unworthy feeling like we always have to prove our worthiness or do something. And it's almost like an unhealed like childhood wound that everyone is experiencing over there. But there's a, a similar story in, in Hinduism where um, this monk or whoever was praying, I think it's Hinduism, who's praying for the god Shiva, I think, to come visit him in the woods. He's praying and he's praying. This lady taps on his shoulder and he goes, Oh, quiet, I'm meditating. Get away. And that was Shiva. She came because he prayed for her. But he was so focused on the fact that she wasn't there and he wanted her there that he couldn't even see that she was there. And I think maybe it's easier in a place that looks like paradise to know that it is paradise because it is all paradise but I mean this is paradise so it's a little bit easier to be like yeah we're in paradise you don't need a freaking don't need to worry I got you you got me let's take care of each other let's respect each other but maybe in a place where it's the winters are harsher or people tend to be colder to each other and they tend to be like well I'm gonna take care of me and you could worry about yourself kind of a thing I don't know I'm kind of rambling. What's your idea, Tim? Well, one, when I came back out, Jacob, you said, like, like, if we have an obligation, I think that's ordained. I think that's a divine ordinance, decree from God to, to be a part of this world, to take part in it. That's why when things get kind of messed up, let's say mainland, for example, that's why here it's like you should do your part. And that was a big thing about COVID, too. But we're not here to get in. Well, I mean, I'm not going to get into like weather vaccine, this or that, because, you know, I'm not vaccinated. I'm also circumcised. So the deal is. But Does that's, that mean you're gay? <laughs> that, that's, that's where that came from. 
it's like, oh, do your part. And what happens is I think people get a little too for their own agenda of what they say the obligation is. But I think... Dude, the, oh, I can't stand that. The, the divine mm. or... <laughs> Or, or do your part so I'm not always afraid of everything. Well, yeah, and do your part so it does something for me, but with no insistence to give back, to put your part back in. Yeah. The ordaining from God is is this kuleana, this responsibility. That's why it's don't mess with Texas, don't litter, right? Mm. I actually don't give a fuck about littering. But the idea behind it is like... What are you I think doing? You do, yeah. yeah, what are he you does. doing? He's acting like a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking litter. If you saw fucking trash in the woods, you'd pick it up. I picked up trash off the fucking road today. Yeah, but but I believe that's one of those things that I think that in us as human beings, in our soul, spirit, core, mind, whatever, maybe it's in our very the atoms that exist in us, in the very vibrations. There are, for the sake of the conversation, five just core innate things in us. And those things come from God and are God. Mm. And we need to listen to that call, backing up what y'all said earlier. And one of those things is a responsibility to others. So it's not just pick up every piece of trash you see. It's that to take care of the Yaina, right? Mm. Another thing would be you see someone falling on the side of the street. You help them up, right? It's that that responsibility. I think that's one of those things. Another mm. thing, you know, I said five. I don't have five things to mention. But I, I so often, I think the things that we do have a base, have a root of something divine in us. And we so often get in the rat race, in the modern society, in this, in that, and then we just sidestep those things. Right. Right? Because the as such a time as this is a quote from like uh, the book Esther. And that was the idea of Mordecai and Esther. There's it's a whole great story, you should look it up, but he said, When 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 is the time? And the quote, not verbatim, is as such a time as this. So there is the waiting, there is a season, there's a time and place for everything, but almost in a opposite way to look at it, the time is always now. Right, right, now, exactly. The time is always now. I was now. just gonna say, there's almost never, you don't, you don't really ever wait. Like the more I think about it, any time I'm, I pray or do anything that doesn't seem like action, it's action. And so if you're waiting for the thing to grow, you're not just sitting there watching it grow. You're just going to do something else. But it's that thing. Like when you have this one thing that you're focusing on, there is a period where you let it go. Mm-hmm. And that is what we mean by waiting. But yes. you let that go and you work. So while you let the seeds grow, maybe you're going to go work on building the house, work on building your shelter more or helping your community more or strengthening that. And I think... What you're saying is just intrinsically human, the community, yeah, taking care of people, yes, taking care of, because that is just survival 101. You take care of other people, they take care of you. Like that is, that is survival of the fittest and that's been the, the fittest way to go. But also it could just be that those are 
there's just different ways to go about things because you could have one society that is based off of community and helping people, but you could have another society that's based off of the individual and the lone wolves and going and, I mean, that is more America than anything else. That's why this doesn't feel like America here because there's community. Yeah. But in most of America is, oh, lone wolf, you know, pave your own path, trailblaze a new thing. And it's very Western, whereas mm-hmm. Eastern is community, mm-hmm. you know, Asia is all about community, whereas, I mean, we're not going to get into China and communism because in China you can't help your neighbor out anymore or else you'll have to pay for all of their expenses, which is <laughs> absurd. Like if someone's injured on the side of the road, I don't know if Oh, yeah. You, like, you ever heard this? So in China, if, you, if you, someone's injured and they've fallen down and you walk by them, everyone will walk past and not even look. Um, because if you help that person, you are responsible for all their medical bills. So what's happening now, there's videos of this in China where someone will fall down and be injured. And it's a scam sometimes to get their, you to pay for their shit. But the only solution is for you to also fall down and act like you're injured. So there's groups of hundreds of people just falling down and crying, fake crying like babies in the middle of the road. Oh my god. Because that because it's taken the community like to the nth degree where now the government is holding you responsible for your community and it's not about Kuliana, it's about we're making you do this. And right. so but there's a certain freedom of I choose to help. That is my choice. That's outrageous. And I think yeah. that's there's a balance. For sure. There's a balance. It's the east versus the west, you know, right. and there's the but you can't look at all of Western society and you know European-based society and say, well, because people are individually mindsetted, that's wrong. Because I do feel that, like, from the family members I know or the friends I know that are all white, their mindsets are not the most family-oriented. They're mm-hmm. more thinking about them sort of extending and disconnecting from their original family to start a new family to keep that connection but make it a very kind of like well yeah if you're if you're going through some hard times let me know and I'll help you but I'm not going to I'm more just going to leave and start a whole new thing and that's that's not really eastern vibes eastern vibes is like let's all stay together live in the same house let's let's Three Absolutely. generations of family, let's all live together. And I think that is, that's a whole conversation because that's kind of modern America. Whereas if you look at like older America, generations would live with each other. Absolutely. Like if I talk to my grandma, she lived with all her siblings into her 20s. You know, they were all sharing a house. It's like a very different vibe nowadays. It's not that way anymore. I mean, you could blame it on social media. You could blame it on, I, I, I blame Hungry it on the, the car-based weak. society we live in. Um, well, I want to mention something about this lone wolf. And then if you guys are down, uh, I want to talk about uh, with the waiting in prayer. But because I know that you believe in this idea of true prayer. But have you ever? I, I want to talk about prayer, too. Yeah. So let's say your point and then let's start a new podcast and we'll go for like 30 minutes. Yeah. For the new one. Because we're, we're already at like an hour and 20. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we're cruising. So So we'll get two done. So the lone wolf, the Western American point of view, perspective, the lone wolf. And people in the Western society are so adamant about that. 
It's like, why wouldn't you be lone wolf, ruthless, and only for yourself? Why wouldn't you? You know what's crazy about that? Have you ever thought about where that lone wolf came from? And this is one of those things that I believe it's intrinsic, innate in us, Mm. is you don't get that wolf except from it came from another two wolves, right? This idea that, Mm. like, the Mm. offspring reproduction is based on something before you. Mm. And we're not, we don't need to get into abortion, but Mm. that's why, even though I do, like, respect people that, I don't know if I respect them, I kind of hate them. Now, people that are pro-abortion, all right, whatever. But I always try to bring this up to kind of get the gears going in that conversation is, just remember, I wrote this in a poem. All the people that are pro-choice have already been born, right? So they're, they're making, they're taking a standpoint in a position and saying, no, no, this is how I feel about this, about something that is not born yet. But they already, they have the opportunity because they now have grown up. They got to be born to, to have that point of view about those that are unborn. Mm. I bring that up because the lone wolf Western society about all for yourself and just go is, well, it's not just you. You have to come from others. Right. Whether that be you had two fucking coconut palm trees that fucking swayed in the wind, rubbed each other, and boom, you got popped out. Or mm. whether it was your fucking mom and dad, I don't know. But you came from others, mm. right? So then take it farther back. We came from God. So there is a responsibility. It's not it. It's almost like the Western society will crumble. It is weak and it will die. Mm. And it will just get, it will implode or it will destroy itself because the whole lone wolf thing can only then begin to butt heads. Right. And that Kuleana, it it has to be involved with others. Um, And we're seeing that in the Western, in America. mm -hmm. And I think there's both. So there's, there's a, there's a potential for it to balance out. True. But I agree with you. Yeah. The, the lone wolves will ultimately butt heads unless they can stop being narcissistic, I guess. It's, yeah. I think narcissism is like an American yeah. ideal, really. Like it's America's the best. Yeah. And I am the best. Right. Damn. Okay. So you want to, um, we'll wrap it up. And then yeah. if you're down to record another one, I say it. Cause I was thinking the same thing. Last night and this yeah. morning. Let's we can do a short one. Yeah, short one. Okay, so talk about prayer. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Well, hold on. We, let's wrap it up. Let's let's put a bow on it. So what did we talk about? We talked about seasons. Seasons. And so what I would say to everybody listening is, don't be afraid to start planting seeds, like Tim said. Hell yeah. Just plant it, water it a few times, and see what happens. You know, you have nothing to lose, and also. Those seeds that you have planted that you're waiting for to come true in your life. Take the action when it's time, but know that there's a time for action. And that's the time where you just get up at six in the morning and go to bed at nine at night. And you take that action as, as much as you can. But also there's a time where there's nothing you can do except trust that it's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, 100%. Uh, Some books that I've read that would be interesting to read if you wanted to follow up on any of this. One, it's called Ishmael. 
and it's a maybe by Daniel O'Quinn. It's a very good book, and this is kind of it's about takers and givers. It, it's it's an amazing book. That is one when it, it when it's a, about a time and a place for everything. Seasons. I would read a book. I just read it. It's called. Uh, something. Oh fuck! I can't even. What's the book you gave me? The tree, the tree book. Oh, uh, the Overstory. The Overstory. Oh my gosh! Read the Overstory. That one is another, and that's by uh, Daniel Powers. No, no, that's by. um, There's only one, the Overstory. You'll find it. Yeah, it's the Overstory. It's about trees. That's another good one. Do you have any books, or maybe even like a a musician, a band, or something? People will get. Uh, to put get into action. Oh, when I go into action. Um, I like to listen to Tool. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Tool's a good band. Love Tool. Um, That's and, so true. Pantera. Dude. Yeah, Tool will get you going. The first album, there's a song on it called Flood. And the, the and I'm going to read, I'm going to read an excerpt from that Let's song. Yeah. Um, and they, it just kind of gets me going. Uh, also, I would say one of my favorite books is... Half Broke Horses. By I was Jeanette gonna say Walls. Jeanette Walls. That's a good one too. Uh, it talks about taking action. Her yeah, stories about her grandmother and her grandmother was an so action good. woman. For a for a Western society, Americana book, one of the oh, best, I'm gonna read that one. One of the He's best. Tell me about books. that. Yeah, one of the best books. So the song says, um, "All I knew and all I believed are crumbling images that no longer comfort me. I scramble <sighs> to reach higher ground, some order and sanity." or something to comfort me. So I take what is mine, hold what is mine, suffocate what is mine, and bury what's mine. Soon the water will come and claim what is mine. I must leave it behind and climb to a new place now. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, I love tool lyrics like that. Yeah. Like, like uh, they I have, take what is they, mine. They have one song where it's like, um, he's talking as if he's a snake shedding his skin. And that like, serpent like just get this off of me and become my new self um fuck yeah if you get nixon on a podcast he'll talk about about for two hours all right so perfect i'm not gonna that's enough books to read thank you guys um um, for listening to us we're on spotify youtube renegade supreme um only fans tim has a tim has a you can check my sub stack i just wrote a new poem i'm uh, in the process of writing a book that I've been trying to write for the last 15 years. So I might, when I get this first prologue or chapter, I might upload that on Substack at Texan Pueo. And then you have us at patreon.com, uh, Renegade Supreme. We do have YouTube videos. We are going to take a little break from filming. We have a good friend that's going to help us get some better filming. So just be patient with that. Uh, you guys' music, you guys want to plug that? Because I'm a big fan. I, I believe in supporting you guys. I have music. <laughs> Sean doesn't want it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm on. Find it You're not better than <laughs> Sean. Sean, you, you know. guys are like, mm, I need you to do these things. I have uh, I have Instagram. Um, follow Rice Cracker on oh. Instagram. 808.ferns. Also, 808.ferns on Spotify and all major streaming platforms. I'm on there. I make music. Check it out. Um, I want to say. 
You're not trying to write a book. You're writing a book. Oh, amen. Yeah, yeah. saying it correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on. Use your words. Yeah. Uh, this is basic Yoda and, fucking and, knowledge, yeah. dude. <laughs> There's no try, my yeah. guy. Shout out Matt Marlin. I'm always shout you out until we get super famous, and then I'm gonna forget about you. Matt Marlin. All right. Shout out Steve Marlin, uh, <laughs> assistant scoutmaster for Troop 61. Yeah. Shout out um, uh, Marlon Wayne's uh, from the Wayne's Brothers. We're brothers <laughs> and we're colored. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. Take care. Out.